I just wanted to thank you guys. I know that a lot of you, um, you know, where we've been um, this week, uh, um, Brent and I and Dirk and Julia, with our um, uh, sister going uh, going home to be with Jesus. And, uh, yeah, it's been a hard um, couple of days. But um, I just wanted to thank you all. There were many of you who were praying with us. And um, and I just wanted to say I came to the realization today um, in trying to make sense of this because I'm still trying to figure out what, what this time is. It almost seems um, mundane to go back to paying bills and things like that. And um, when something so, uh, well, traumatic, but not, not, not even traumatic. Yes, yes, that her uh, home going was, it has been very sad. But at the same time, I know that this church and many of you in here are prayer warriors, uh, in, intercessors, and, um, and praying with a, a, a boatload of faith. And standing with us. And I was asking the Lord, I'm like, Lord, what is this, what is this time right here? What I, I, I'm not going to be able to explain it because I'm still, it's still uh, percolating inside me on what I'm trying to say. But, um, as I was getting ready, uh, tonight, the Lord dropped in my spirit that, uh, That, uh, that my Lord and my King asked me to go to battle. And that's all I really could do. And, uh, many of you joined with us in that battle. And while it didn't turn out the way we thought it was what we were battling for, my sister-in-law, she, she was a fighter. Uh, my sister in love, actually. She's not my sister in law. She's my sister in love. And so she was a fighter and we battled with her. We battled with her and, and, um, and she is a walking miracle because she was diagnosed 10 years ago. It didn't, this, you know, this, this wasn't just recent. And so, so we have been battling with her and we, we went to battle because our Lord and King asked us to. And I said yes. I, I've been in a place where there's a, um, I've been, uh, I don't know, it's just been a, a, um, a struggle place. Not this last week, but in these past years and stuff. And um, when this happened with uh, Carlin, Something rose up in my spirit. It's like, no more, Suzanne. No more waffling about how good God is. No more waffling about how he loves us or he doesn't love us if it doesn't turn out this way, that way. It's, it's, it's not about that. It's like this resolve came on me that we were going to battle. We were going to do this. We were going to fight with the faith that we have. And like Julia mentioned the other day, we stood, we stood, we stood with her. And so I just want to say that there is something rising up 
that when the king, when my papa, and yet my king, my lord and king, calls me to rise up, it's time to go. It's time to be with him. It's time to knock all that fear, doubt, and disbelief out the door and make the jump. Make the jump with him. So I just um, thank you so much for standing with us. This is a good fight that we are in. And I keep hearing over and over and over again, it really is all about love. It's about God's love for us. And it's about us knowing who we are. It's like, it's like Lonnie preached last week about our identity, but we get our identity because of God's love. It is coming down to love. And so if you feel like we're saying the same message over and over and over again, they're going to talk about God's love again at blazing fire. You know what? We are. Because that is the answer. And when we understand the depth, the intensity, the power and authority that comes with that love that the Father gives us, and we know who we are in Him in that, we're gonna, we are gonna see things that we didn't think we were gonna see. We really are. People are seeing them. It is happening. Okay. You know, we wanted to see it yesterday, but you know what? It still is all about God's love and the power and authority that carries and the transformation. And we were singing it tonight about transforming and that love transforming us. There's something about it, guys. There really is. There's something and it's, and it's percolating inside me that it's gonna we're gonna feel it. We're gonna sense it. And it's just, it's not gonna be business as usual. It can't be anymore for us. It can't. Because now we have an experience with the Lord. He took us there. And we can't say that we didn't go with them. We can't. So, yes, you are gonna hear about God's love because you are amazing, and the you that he created is powerful and beloved, beloved of him. And that's what you're going to go forward to. So, yeah, it's mundane paying bills, but there, when hearts are touched, when salvations are happening, when the sphere, when your sphere of influence is just touching somebody 10 feet away, that's the power of God flowing through you because you know who you are. And so we're going to keep telling you who you are. We're going to keep telling you who God is and his love for us. And you are going to manifest that love in the way that he created you to. We don't know yet. We haven't seen a portion of it yet, what you, what you hold. So... So thank you. You guys are amazing. The love and the um, the care and the concern, we've, we've all felt it. And we felt it there. So thank you for standing with us. And um, love you guys. So Pastor Brent is actually preaching tonight. 
Thanks. Actually, I'm more of, uh, this is family time tonight, so I'm more of sharing. I'll throw in a few scriptures because I really want to. Because um, the Bible is life, it's got life in it. Breathed on us by the Lord. Um, so a week ago, I was with you, if you were here and we were, I was sharing where we were kind of in the journey with Carlin and, and I shared with you really openly just some of the emotions and how, um, you know, the weeping and, um, did lots more of that in the last couple of days for sure. Um, because this, uh, this, this particular battle didn't, didn't end up the way that, that we really thought it would. Um, but I told you a week ago, that because I was, the Lord's been teaching all of us to, to open our hearts up to Him and to each other, that the more we stay open-hearted, the more we can move through things and, and not have those things destroy us because we've, we've stayed present with Him. And I want to, I want to backtrack first to, I mentioned to you a week ago that, that right after we had heard from the, this was two weeks ago when the oncologist came in and said basically without any treatment that my sister Carlin had maybe a few days to live. It's kind of like, ooh, you know, one of those moments. And um, I left I left the two of them, uh, Carlin and her husband, just to, to pray and to cry and, you know, do, do some talking. And I went outside. But I remember I, 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 I was like holding it together in the hospital, not because I really care that much if other people see me cry, but it's because I just I needed to go be with God. And I didn't want anything else. I just wanted to go be with God. So I... I was just passing by people. I was looking for a place, you know, okay, this field out here, I spotted it. So, but it's like the first moment I set my, my first foot on that field, I just let it all go. Like the first thing I said, first thing I said was God teach me to order my days, to number my days, to number my days, meaning to know how short life is and, and just to treasure every single day. And I had this great cry time with him. I mean, great. It was, I love crying hard when I need to. I don't know about you, but I love it. It's just so therapeutic rather than holding it in and pretending to be something. I don't know. Uh, just letting it out. But here's the thing. Um, pretty soon Suzanne, who was leaning into me this whole time, she wasn't up with me in Oregon yet when this happened. So I get a text from her when I'm, you know, wailing with the Lord and getting out all kinds of stuff, just, just being so open and real with him. And, and, um, I get a text from her asking how I'm doing, you know, I'm like, okay, that's Suzanne. She's right here. And so then after that, I, I gave her a call and, and had a good cry with her as well. And again, this is all two weeks ago before we, before we really started battling and said, okay, here we go. We're going to battle and we're going to see, we're going to see God's glory. And we did just not the way we thought, but I, one of the realizations I had at the end of what I will call that, um, oh, what would that be? I'm trying to think. The field, being in the field with God moment of, of weeping and crying with him. I realized something that kind of came to me that we've been talking so much about all these years about relationship and about being vulnerable and all those things. And I realized after the fact, he was the one I really, really, really wanted to be with right then. He was my best, best, best friend. I, I, it didn't really hit me till later. I don't want to talk to, I just right now you first, Lord. 
And it was so good. And then I talked to my best friend here on the earth, Suzanne, and that was so good too. But it was, but I, I guess I'm trying to share with you a little bit, you know, it's my, it's my choice to want to just open up and share things because how else do we learn? You know, we're all going through life and figuring things out. And, and let me tell you, you, you already know this. A lot of times things don't, don't work out quite the way you wanted them to or asked the Lord for. And yet in the midst of, all, of it all, man, does he cause us to grow. It's all part of this, this really big, big plan. Um, so I'm just going to say this, that even, even more important than healing is relationship. Even more important than, than you know, we make, we, we sometimes get something in our, our focus like, this is what I want to have happen. I'm just going to go after healing. I'm going to, and God says, hello, hello, hello. I'm right here in the midst of all your praying for healing, which I'm really glad for. What I want is depth of relationship. Come to me, come to me, come to me. So whatever you're going through, sometimes we just get in that zone and we think, this is the thing I need. I need more prophetic. I need more of this. I need more of that. God says, hello, hello. Relationship. Relationship is what it's all about for him. And um, I'm going to tell you about one more really good cry I had. It was just yesterday. Um, well, Carlin went to be with the Lord two days ago, so I think it was yesterday. It's all a blur, to be honest with you. So it was yesterday or the day before. And and this is what I cried. I got. I said I I was crying again, and I said, God, Carlin believed you. And I'm just wailing, you know. I would be wailing right now, except I'm not feeling it, so I'm not going to try to pretend. But if I cry later, I'm really okay with that too. But I but I said, Carlin believed you. I know she did. And I said, and I believed you. I know that I did. And so many others believed you. So that wasn't the issue. And then I got really mad at cancer too. It's just an evil thing that's going to go. Right? Okay. It just is, because Jesus is greater. But but I but I just had to get that out through tears. We believed you, God. I mean, there were I'm telling you, there were times, there were times both in her house in Oregon and then back here in, when we came back. Uh, God was taking me so deep in this, in teaching me more and more about the authority that I have in Christ. And some might look at this story and say, well, where was that authority then? And I'm telling you, God's ways are so different than ours. We think, well, it's got to turn out a certain way in order for that lesson on authority to be valid. Not at all in the kingdom. That's just not the way it works. I remember when Suzanne's dad died, gosh, 25 years ago, and it was in the midst of his um, paramedics working on him, and he, he had a heart attack and died at age 49 which I'm now three years older than that. And I go, what? He was young. And, um, but that through that tragedy, that's what, that's was really where I first started growing a lot deeper in authority and in understanding healing through a tragic event. So God's ways are so much, so much bigger, so much higher, but we, we, we did believe, um, we did. And here's what I wanted to share that is, is first Corinthians 13. You know, probably, I'm going to say, 70 to 80% of the weddings you've ever been at, you've heard 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. It ends up in verse 13 this way. It says, now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. 
And the greatest of these is love, right? We've all heard it how many times? Umpteen times. These three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And I want to ask you a question. How many of you have thought about this, that every time you exercise a degree of faith, it's being reserved forever in heaven? He said, these three things remain. I, I'm not pretending to understand how this happens in heaven, how these trophies are shown in heaven, but I'm telling you something. We had faith and we believed and that is reserved forever in heaven. Every time. And I, I want to make this about all of you. This isn't just about, about those who prayed for Carlin or... Man, she's doing great, as we all know. She's, she loved Jesus. She's, she's doing super right now. But I'm saying to you, whatever you are trusting God for, when it doesn't look like, when, I'm telling you another thing, God is not interested in odds, by the way, in statistics. Those don't really impress Him at all. So the things that you're asking and expecting and hope and, and believing for, and you know, God, I believe this is something you're gonna do. That's reserved forever. Every act of, of love, Every act of love that you've... So we went to, to, to Carlin. The whole family gathered around here. Let me tell you, there was lots of love flowing. And somehow that whole thing gets bottled and reserved forever in heaven. Love is always the right response. It's always the right response. Even, I'm telling you, I've prayed for many people who've been healed. Many. And I've prayed for people who it, where it, they weren't healed the way I asked in this body. But I'm telling you something, always, always, when I've expressed great love for them, that is the, the, the family or whoever was around them were always appreciative and said that, that love made a difference. I'm telling you, love is never wasted. It's always the right response. And the third one, I didn't do it in order, but the third one, I want to leave this for last, and that is hope. Faith, hope, and love. What's hope? It's that in, in your heart, that knowing that good is coming. Because it's who he is. It's what God does. He's good. He's good. He's good. And that place in your heart, even after disappointment, and even after something didn't work out the way you wanted, when you come back and say, God, I don't have the answers. And let me tell you, a lot of the why questions are going to send you in loops that don't usually end well. I'm just telling you. Sometimes he'll let you know, but a lot of times he won't. But when you finally get back to a place of saying, God, I know that you're good. I know that you're good, and I know that good is coming. That is called hope. And every time you choose to do that, it's reserved forever in heaven. That's what it says. These three things remain. So, Julia, we were, we were, Suzanne and I were actually spending the day with Dirk and Julia yesterday, just, just some downtime. It was wonderful. Uh, just enjoying lifetime. Please keep doing that. Sometimes we get way too intense. And especially after intense times that you can't help because they just, sometimes life is intense. Make sure you be kind to yourself and just go play and do something fun. And that's what we did yesterday. We just had fun. And we were talking a little bit and Julia was sharing something that, that she had uh, shared with my sister, um, Mary Lynn, who's my oldest sister. Anyway, I wanted to ask Julia to come up and share a little bit of what was on her heart. It was kind of a cool story. I said, share that tonight. This is Julia.
um, in my time, my, my quiet time, I was talking to the Lord and I had a real heart for the whole situation, but, um, I was feeling very drawn toward Mary Lynn, who is, um, Dirk and Brent's oldest sister because she was taking care of Carlin and, um, she was there in Oregon, even after everybody left and stayed with Carlin's husband and the two of them took care of Carlin's needs. And, um, I have a real heart for that because I've currently am taking care of my mother and I had a, my best friend pass away a couple of years ago and I helped take care of her. And it's interesting how God keeps putting me in these care positions, nurturer positions. And so my heart was feeling a lot of compassion towards Mary Lynn. And she had sent out a text talking about, you know, bathing Carlin and, and braiding her hair. And then she said that she had been massaging her hands and her feet because it relaxed her. And I just thought, Mary Lynn is so full of love. You know, she wasn't just taking care of her needs. She was just loving on Carlin so much. And I just was blessed by that. It encouraged me in, in how I take care of people. But also, um, one of the things she said at the end of that message, um, when she was talking about that, she was saying that she was gonna, she and Carlin had had a talk and they were gonna start paying attention to any changes in the tumor and they were going to make note of it so that they could tell if it was changing. And Marilyn's hope was that it was, and our, all of our hope was that it was going to be getting smaller. And I think she wanted to be able to rejoice in that. But I just felt that sometimes when you're a caregiver, you get so focused on, on the ailments and what you have to try and help them with at that time that you get discouraged. So I was up at three in the morning praying about it and I composed a text that I sent to her and I encouraged her to keep her eyes on Jesus because it was so easy to get discouraged if things weren't going the way you were hoping they would go in your prayers. And so I just, I just wrote several lines about keeping your focus on Jesus and, and letting the Holy Spirit guide you as you, you know, as you're loving on Carlin and taking care of her. And then that kind of led into a vision that the Lord gave me. And I saw a hedge of, a protect, of protection, which I, I continued and shared this with Mary Lynn. I saw a hedge of protection around the property of my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. And I saw angels at the doors standing guard. And then I saw that in the room, where, bedroom where my sister-in-law was, there was an open heaven. And there were angels 
in the room with Carlin and they were dressed like nurses and they were caring for her and they were going about the room and they were doing different things and taking care of different things and plump, plumping up her pillows and making sure she was comfortable and, and all that. But one thing that I noticed was there was also an angel standing behind Mary Lynn as she was reading. That was another thing she did to Carlin, for Carlin was she read to her. And so she was reading, sitting in the chair reading, and the angel that was there for Mary Lynn was running his fingers through her hair and rubbing her back. And she was getting comforted and encouraged by that angel. And then my brother-in-law and nephews and nieces were coming in and out of the room, and I realized that they each had an angel too that was ministering to them. And I just wanted to let her know that really it was the love when she was rubbing her hands and her feet, when she was reading to her. It was the love that was, that was really the important part. And that but God was taking care of her in the midst of all of it. And he was taking care of everybody in the midst of all of it. And we can't always see that. A lot of times we just are seeing the hard part. So I was just, I know that there's a lot of you out there that are in hard places right now. And I know that there's a lot of you who are nurturing people. And I just wanted to pray for all of you that are in those places. Whether you're seeing things progress the way you hoped they would or not, God loves your heart that you are reaching out with love and taking care of somebody else. And so, Lord, I just ask that you would give people a knowing inside of them that they could rest in that assurance that they are not walking this road alone, that you are with them, that you have sent angels on their behalf to take care of them and to minister to those who are ministering to others, and that you see the big picture when we cannot and that you are good all the time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. so appropriate that <clears throat> Julia was uh, just now talking about the angels that she saw. Um, that's kind of where I want to go right now just for a moment is that um, a few nights ago, Suzanne and I, actually this would have been the night before my sister went to be with Jesus. We just felt prompted by the Lord to go to um, a church in Berkeley, the Ark in Berkeley, to um, listen to a speaker named Blake Healy, 
who sees very openly in the spirit, sees angels, sees demons, sees, you know, all kinds of spiritual activity all the time. Can't really shut it off. Um, and uh, it was it was really fascinating. He wrote, he wrote a book called The Veil, which actually I'm reading now and really enjoying. Um, but while we were there, um, one of the... One of the things that he said, I want to encourage all of you with this, because many times, everybody in this room at times, myself included, at some times, we, we, when we're praying, we're wondering, what's the point, or is this making a difference, or, you know, at some point, maybe not very often for some of you, but usually for most people, at some point, you're wondering that question, and he, he answered a question at the end. He said, uh, they had a question, Q&A at the end, and one of the questions was, uh, they, one of the women said, "Intercession is really important here at the at the ark. Uh, we pray a lot. Can you can you just give us some encouragement? What's happening, you know, in the in the spirit realm when we pray?" And um, and he said that every time he said, without exception, every single time we pray, there is a response from heaven. Every time we pray, spiritual activity is going on. Angels are darting out of the room, lights flashing, whatever, every single time. And I'm telling you, just by him saying that a half a week ago, I have not prayed a prayer since without knowing that something's going on. And let me tell you, that changes things. But he did say God also, he also uh, highly values free will. He just said, just take note of that when you're praying for other people. He also very much values free will. Anyway, I won't get into that because we don't have the time. But I think some of you are getting what I'm saying. Um, And here's the other thing. This is the other thing I want to share with you. At the end of the, he said at the end of worship, he saw an angel just, angels, many angels flying in and and, uh, leaving a gift over every single, it was dangling over every single person's head. Everyone got a different gift. And he said, I'm going to explain three of them. He just called out three different people. We're going to do call-out ministry in a little bit, by the way. We're going to get some prophetic ministry going here. I don't know. That was just a little foretaste. Okay. So he calls out three people, and and uh, he says what the gifts are. And he, then he said, the rest of you, I want you to ask the Lord what it is because he's going to show you. And both Suzanne and I instantly knew what it was that was over our heads. For me, it was a candle. It was a lit candle. And uh, it was one of those kind of with the old-fashioned holders, you know, so that you're holding it from room to room and the candle in front of you. And I started, because Carlin was still alive in her body and because we were praying for that miracle, I, he, he said, ask the Lord what to do with it. So I started shining it towards her in her room, even though I'm in California, she's in Oregon, but in, I'm clearly seeing it in the Spirit. And But right then the speaker spoke and got cut off, and so I said, well, i got to get back to that. i got to... I got to go back to shining the light and asking God what is going on in the spirit so I know how to pray. The next morning, I get a text from Mick, her husband, saying, please pray for Carlin, which I knew, you know, dot, 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 which I knew was like, okay, we're, this is something's, we're coming to a crossroads here. Um, and either she's going home to be with Jesus soon or we need a miracle. And so I sat with the Lord and I didn't really know how to pray. And Suddenly, I remember the candle, and then I hadn't gone back there. And so I said, Lord, I want to I wanna use this candle. I want to see what's going on in the Spirit. And his next question to me was, are you sure you really want to see that? Because he knows my heart. And I said, my response was kind of like, oh, you're good. 
you're good because you know my heart. Because you know if he hadn't asked that question ahead of time and I had seen something I didn't really want to see, then I might dismiss it and go, well, I, you know, maybe that wasn't God. Maybe it's just me making things up like we can do sometimes. And so I said, no, Lord, I want to I want to see more in the Spirit, and I do want I want to see. I need to. I, I want to know how to pray. So now I'm I'm shining the light once again. I'm in the spirit. I can see very clearly my sister in her bed in Oregon. I'm shining this light towards it. And the next thing I see is hundreds of angel tip wings. I only saw the tips um, circling around. And I was I was fairly certain in that moment that, that heaven was getting ready to receive my sister. This would have been about probably an hour or less before she went home with Jesus. And um, I have, I have been, I've been in the room two different times that I can remember. Twice where it was, I was with somebody who was close to death. Overwhelming presence, as I mean, open heavens like crazy, angels galore. I mean, I was sobbing each time. There was no choice not to cry. It was so beautiful, holy, overwhelming. And, um, and, and I want to tell you something. We are all heading towards that. Did you know that? We're all heading towards that, that moment, that time where all of heaven explodes with joy because you're coming home. I mean, it's what Jesus, it's the ultimate thing he paid for. And, and somehow, and, and I know we're praying the right thing when we're, because the question is, should we pray for healing? Yes. The kingdom is about healing. Jesus came to heal the sick. He said we were going to do the same thing. He told, He commanded us to do the same thing. How do you know who to pray for? My, my thing is, man, pray for people unless the Lord tells you otherwise. There have only been a handful of times where towards the end I knew that I knew that the Lord said, thank you, son, for praying, and now I'm, I'm going to take this person home. I Believe me, that's pretty rare. In other words, I just pray for healing because that's what he told us to do. And I pray believing. I do. And because of that, I see all kinds of miracles. But one of the discouraging things is, for anybody in this room who prays for miracles, the discouraging thing is when you're praying for someone and then they go, they die, and they go to be with, they die in this body. They live with Jesus. They go to be with Jesus, right? But I had this revelation, something I never thought about till just the last day or two. And that is, well, of course, we're going to... Of course that's going to be the scenario. In other words, if we weren't praying for healing and asking for the miracle, then that we wouldn't be disappointed in that way because we weren't asking for it, right? But because we are praying for miracles, we are seeing miracles. My sister had many miracles in the last nine years, including the last two weeks, where she was supernaturally kept alive for a longer time for the family. I mean, it was beautiful how God orchestrated it. So there were many miracles, until the time when the Lord says, and ultimately my destiny for each one of you is to be with me in the, in the home, in your true home that I've created for you. So there is going to come a time. Think about this. Jesus healed all who were sick, right? All. That's what it says in, in one passage in Matthew. All who were sick, all who came to him. Guess what? Each one of those people he healed went home at one point or another, died at one point or another. There was a moment at which God said, this is the appointed time. Now, our, our issue is we don't know when those appointed times are, so what are we left to? We keep praying for healing because the more you pray for healing, the more you will see people healed, guaranteed, because you're agreeing with heaven. 
So I just, I don't know. I just, I, I just wanted to encourage you that if you don't need this information now, you're going to need it sometime. And, um, the last thing I, w- I want to have the teams up. I want to, I wanted to make this shorter tonight because I really wanted us to, I want us to be encouraged and to keep going after the things of the spirit. That's the only option we have, by the way. You know, nothing else is really an option. We're, we're, we are born in the spirit. We were born again in the spirit. We live in a spirit realm. God's kingdom is, is the spirit realm and, and, and that's the more real realm that we're supposed to get used to and operate out of. So there is no other option in my correct opinion. <laughs> so last thing I want to read to you is, and, and then I'm going to, we're going to pull some people up here, but last thing I'm going to read to you is this. I want to say this, that these times, like what, what we just went through in the last couple of weeks, none of us would sign up for those. You know, yay, where's the sign-up sheet? I want, I want to go through heartache and through pain and through, you know. Of course, we, we don't sign up for those things. But I'm telling you, it's a huge part of your growth. And, and I, w- I also want to tell you, you spike up in those times that are trials, that are the, that are, that are the, um, the times when your heart is aching and you have to run to the Lord. I'm telling you, your roots are going deep and you are going up and up and up with him in your in your walk in your relationship with him and um here it is in the book of james just in case you think i'm making it up so he says james 1 verse 2 says my brothers and sisters consider it a great joy woohoo when trials of many kinds come upon you honestly honestly there were there were a few times because the lord reminded me of these things where i thanked him in the midst in the last couple of weeks thank you lord Thank you that we're going through this. Not because I was like, oh, this is great. But because I knew his goodness and he's doing something good always. So in the midst of your trial, can you thank him? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But I thank you because you're good. It says, for you well know that the testing of your faith, meaning God is saying, hey, I, I'm, I am in the midst of this. I'm letting you see. See, testing, we always think it's pass-fail, right? And what if I don't pass? Can I tell you that's not the way the Lord works? He is actually testing your faith means in the midst of the of the hard stuff, he's actually letting you see that you actually believe him in the midst of it. It's true. Because you're actually further along than you think you are because his spirit's working in you. So that's got, that, it's true. It's true. And he says, and, and the testing of your faith produces perseverance. That word hupomeno means hanging in there under pressure. So when the cooker's up and you choose to believe God and hang in there, he says, yes, my kids, good job. Why? Because perseverance must complete its work so that you will become fully developed, complete, and not deficient in any way. Fully developed to be like who? Who is all about what? Love. Do you see where this is going? Full circle again. He's teaching us how to love well through all of it. He's teaching us how to love well. And so all of life in the different stages, and in this case, you know, for me, the first time losing a sibling, this is part of a whole life journey that I'm going through, but each one of you are going through your own life journey. And he's teaching you how to love well through all of it. And we're going to see the kingdom bursting forth? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Revival, yes. Sons and daughters coming into the kingdom, yes. And there's going to come a day for each one of us, he says, this is the day I've really been waiting for you because you believed me through your life. You let, 
you, you hung in there under pressure. You learned how to love well. Can I take you to where I've always wanted you to be? Because this is what I have for you. Eternal, eternal life where there's no sadness, no more goodbyes, no more of any of those things that break our hearts doesn't exist. That's where he's going to bring us. So, Lord, thank you. Jesus, thank you that this is what you died for. You died to make us complete, to make us just like you. And above all, you are a lover of people. You love. And so we love. So thanks for teaching us. Thanks for giving us grace to hang in there under pressure and to believe you that you are good all the time. Amen.